Welcome to the Access VFX podcast, pursuing inclusion, diversity, awareness and opportunity in VFX, animation and games industries. Hi, I'm Simon Devereaux, founder and director of Access VFX, bringing the visual effects animation and games industry together, working towards a shared goal to make our industry more diverse and inclusive by taking action rather than just talking about it. Hello and welcome to another Access VFX podcast, or on this occasion, a QBFX takeover. Uh, you can just about see my fingers, so make some noise, everybody on the call, whether you're muted or not. Hi. Hi. Hello. So it's an Hi. official, hello guys. So it's an official QBFX uh, takeover. You join me in a very uh, sunny Surrey, so I look very much like a hologram at the moment, but I'm sure the great British weather will rectify that and you'll be able to see my... <laughs> slightly annoying face um so um i want to kind of paint a bit of a, a picture for this session really so it's a bit of a different podcast from what you've seen already on our kind of stay at home series since we all went on lockdown and followers of uh, qvfx or, or queer vfx will know that we've been around since uh, around june 2019 when we launched during pride london as a supportive family hub for the lgbtqi plus community working in or striving to work in visual effects animation or games and before lockdown um, we were due to host our first event of the year at jellyfish pictures big up izzy and cat now apparently um congratulations um i'm allowed to talk about where you're working on so because you're going to introduce yourself shortly is am i allowed to talk about that cat just checking i can can't, can't i yes cool it's words on word, words out um yeah cool <laughs> Um, so our first event was a direct uh, response to the report released by the film and TV charity early in the, in the year that painted some pretty worrying statistics uh, around mental health uh, within the queer community. And we wanted to run an event called uh, the QBFX Picture, which was what we wanted to do. We wanted to create a safe space for people to come and enjoy a panel conversation and meet the QBFX team and just have a, a, a nice, supportive evening that didn't happen and originally the plan was to run that panel as a podcast and what we've seen is and completely by accident with all the access vfx video podcasts we've had a real mental health focus to it and a lot of our friends in lots of different um uh, startups and lots of different social enterprises have been doing the same they've been running a lot of webinars on mental health support and they all have merit and they're all absolutely needed in the current climate so we had a bit of a rethink as qbfx and uh, fans of qbfx will see and access vfx will know that we dropped our uh, qbfx support pack blog on the access vfx website which listed kind of feel good music uh, support lines helplines books that people could read and other sources of content that we felt would offer some kind of virtual hug to to uh, to our wider community uh, i should shout out the um the cat feeds and uh, cute puppy feeds that Grace shared as well. Um, and it went down super, super duper well. So we thought we would follow suit with this episode with the QBFX team, bring some of the team together, all the big hitters, and share what's making them happy during lockdown. And just have a old school conversation because we have some really great conversations within all of our meetings. And I thought we'd replicate that and share that energy with our, our listeners or viewers now, now that we have to run YouTube, which is still very surreal. So uh, I want to welcome the team. So I'm going to let the crew introduce themselves one by one, and then we're just going to have a conversation and see where it goes. So I'm going to hand over to uh, my fellow co-founder, uh, Sarah. Hi. Um, I think this is actually the first podcast I've ever been on. I'm very excited. Wow. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm Sarah. I am... Locked down, much like everybody else. Um, I work in film um, and 
what's keeping me sane during this horrible time is this horrible, horrible kitten you can see in my hand. Oh, yeah. um, Terrifying. She, well, she actually has been uh, really gentle during lockdown, but normally she's a complete dendy. Like, you don't know whether she's going to be kind or not. Um, but yeah, that's me. Nice to meet you all. Hi, um, I'm Izzy. Uh, I work in TV animation. Um, do we care about where? Let's... I think we do. Maybe. Okay. Oops. Well, I work, yeah, I work at um, TV animation at Jellyfish. Um, and yeah, what's part of what's been keeping me sane in these times have been plants. Yay. And I'll show you guys this real quick. It's a tiny, tiny lemon plant. I grew it from a seed. Wow, it's going to be a tree by the time we go back to work, right? <laughs> yep, yep. So thanks, that's Izzy. me. All right, thanks, Izzy. Hello, uh, I'm Bobby. Uh, I work at DMEG, uh, feature animation now as a lighting artist. Um, yeah, we're somehow creating films and yeah, currently at home. Uh, who knew, to be honest? But yeah, it's working out somehow. Um, and I guess what's keeping me sane for now is kind of doing yoga. I picked up that quite a bit. I use this app and I'm quite fond of one of the instructors. So I kind of just play him. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, that definitely makes me more calm and uh, kind of sane, I guess. So that's my little bit of savior. During, during Thanks, so we've got, we've got cats, plants, and yoga so far. This is all very content rich. Thank you. Okay, Jez. Hi, I'm Jez. I am a department manager for R&D and Pipeline at DNIC. Um, things that are keeping me sane at the moment, eating, uh, knitting, watching TV, and also plants, actually. Okay. But more on all of that later. TV, eating, and plants. A lot of love for plants. I'm growing yeah. some stuff outside as well. I should probably show you my garden, but I've got a amazing backdrop instead but uh, thank you Jez and I've been following your Twitter feed not Twitter feed your Instagram feed avidly it's mouth-watering in terms of the uh, delicious food you have on there um, anyway gonna carry on um, over to Grace hi I'm Grace I work at Blue Zoo I'm marketing coordinator um, and what's keeping me sane is eating a lot <laughs> I've got, I got a slow cooker I've been cooking a lot and eating a lot and um, also watching a lot of TV and film. Excellent. Any banana bread going on in Jez or Grace? I have made that? banana breads. I've yes. also made my own breads. Excellent. And we'll have a banana loaf off at some point, I think, in the future. Yeah. Good. Thank you, Grace. Next up, we've got Kat. Hi, my name's Kat. Um, I feel like every time I'm on a podcast, I have a different job. I think this is my third <laughs> job that I've had since I've been doing QVFX. Third job, um, third I'm now... Yeah, uh, I'm a senior animator at Jellyfish Pictures. Um, what's keeping me sane right now is video games. I've been playing, I mean, I always play video games, but I've been playing a lot more recently. So it's been really fun. It's been nice as well to kind of play them with friends online as well. So it's a good way of sort of keeping in touch with people. Um, We've got so, a lot yeah. to get through on this uh, episode. <laughs> I, I, I had no reason to be worried that we won't fill an hour. Okay, amazing. And last but not least, Chloe. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, my name's Chloe, and I work at Blue Zoo Animation. Um, what's, I'm a routine girl, so I've built myself a very specific routine every morning. Um, that is the only thing that's keeping me sane at the moment. 
and uh, cooking, but I will delve into that a bit more later. I'm excited to hear about your routine, Chloe, and of course, cooking. Baking as well? Baking and cooking? No, no. No, you can't subscribe to the Banana Club fan, uh, fan base. No, good for you. Good for you. Um, okay, so before we get stuck into our conversation, I should probably note as a kind of disclaimer that we're very likely to be discussing stuff on popular streaming services, video games run by popular games houses, um, yoga instructors. You probably don't need any further endorsements. I'm sure Bobby's got their back completely. Um, just to say that we're not affiliated with anyone, even our own studios, right? Um, so this is not a PR exercise for, dare I say, a Netflix because um, we're watching a lot of Netflix, aren't we? Uh, so I just wanted to kind of put that out there. Is that fair to say, guys? Just checking nobody is affiliated here. There's no spies in the ranks, no, no secret Netflixers. Cool. Okay. So how should we start this then? You know, who's, um, I, might, I, might, I might actually start with, um, I'm going to start with the food thing, because that seems to be the, um, the biggest trend I heard in your intros. So, I mean, what, how is food? I mean, we, we make food all the time, right? Whether we're in lockdown or not. I mean, I, I, mean, I mentioned Jez's Instagram account. I mean, that's a food-based feed anyway lockdown or no lockdown but you know, is. why why is that still important while we're all stuck indoors i think for me it's about having something to enjoy yeah. <laughs> and the the idea of being able to make things for yourself is also quite exciting or trying a new recipe or making something up from scratch and not knowing what you've done but it tastes really good at the end of it um another thing for me is sort of been trying to support small businesses as well. So I kind of find that as a win-win for me. Okay. I get to eat good stuff, but I also get to support small businesses that are maybe delivering during this time period because they can't have their shops open and the restaurants open and they're still delivering. So it's sort of trying all the different things that I can sort of try. That's nice. Yeah, so that, so you don't get your food, your baking material, your cooking material from the evil chains, the evil supermarket chains. Baking material, is that a thing? I don't bake, clearly. Where can I get uh, the baking material? Um, but yeah, so is it about supporting the, the, the smaller uh, restaurants and, and, and foodies? Is that yeah. So I've had, you know, some pie, frozen pies delivered. I've had Singaporean curries and curry puffs delivered and cookie dough. What else? Donuts. Um, I do still try. We do still try and cook ourselves. My husband made um, focaccia which was amazing and we devoured in two days my lips on this thing. <laughs> but it's, it's, we, we should, we should let, let people know on the pod that we're, we record these after work now and it's proper, it's proper dinner time i'm starving I'm talking about donuts man but um what's been your biggest success oh biggest culinary success and you can name check places if you want it's all good oh my culinary I haven't really done anything exciting. I'm going to give credit to my husband who made the focaccia, which we learned oh. through. Um, I don't know if you guys know Bread Ahead Bakery. So they do a cooking school as well. So we learned to bake bread one year, Italian breads one year, and he made focaccia. Um, and, oh my God, it was amazing. It was just drenched in olive oil, had sun-dried tomatoes, olives, rosemary and salt. Oh, again, eaten in two days. <laughs> it was probably the size of two of my heads and we ate it in two days so we that probably have to get the recipe on the website i think yeah. it's cr christmas rules apply like yes. absolutely yes. You, you eat it all like there is no shame during this period like you eat the focaccia every day <laughs> eat the focaccia that should be a yeah. slogan somewhere shouldn't it i mean it is it is every day's boxing day isn't it sorry who, who wants to go next who, who else has similar experiences izzy okay so 
because I'm crashing with my partner currently, we've been cooking like so much, but it was also my birthday like a few days ago and we oh, made cake good. and it was amazing. And we made chocolate stout cake. And I think that was like one of the highlights because you can make cake when you're at home and we can totally eat it in like three days time. And I'm not going to feel bad about it because yeah. <laughs> well, you are a year older, right? You can smash through that. Yeah, exactly. Cake. Smash through that cake, smash through a bunch of cookies. Like, I can't even remember all the things that we've made so far. Like, we've gone through banh mi, we made gnocchi from scratch, we made lasagna from scratch. Wow. Um, yeah, moussaka, all kinds of wild stuff. But cooking's been really good. And it's, it's been skills, like, right? Is it? exciting. Sorry, what? They're new skills. I mean, a bit to what uh, Jess was saying, like, it's not just about chucking a pizza in the oven to keep yourself happy. It's actually yeah. learning stuff. I mean, a lot of people are talking about learning new skills. I mean, I don't think I'm, I'm ever going to play the guitar that's gathering dust in my, my, my living room um, one day. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's incredible, right? I mean, and, and, and again, coming back to Jez's point around, I've seen a lot of um, stuff online where I think Patty and Bun kind of deliver their kind of signature burgers that you can put together from scratch. We had that one as well. Or the it's burger really chains good. are available. Yeah. Um, had some burgers too. Yeah. Um, yeah, but so a lot of the smaller businesses, a lot, of, and even bigger restaurant chains, they've got to survive somehow, right? I mean, I, I want to go back to Oaxaca at some point. I'd love to go back to the Shuma at some point, you know? Again, I'm just name checking restaurants that don't need my help. But, um, you know, we don't want these places to shut down, do we? So, uh, yeah, I think it's a really nice, nice sentiment. Um, any more, more food related questions? Oh, and, oh God, this might be a whole like food review. Right, I'm going to go Chloe then, Kat. Chloe. Um, so food happens to be directly related to my um, mental state. Um, and I always love cooking anyway. But I've always realized that if I have a crappy meal, then I'm in a crappy mood. Um, and can I say the name of a chef that I've really enjoyed cooking with? Let's do it. I mean, we're, yeah. Yeah, we're endorsing everything on this, aren't we? So, so if you don't know, look him up. His name is Yotam Ottolenghi. And he does like med med um, Mediterranean and Middle Eastern food. And it's so simple, but it's so delicious. Uh -huh. um, and I actually did something uh, really cool a, a few weeks back. I had a, a mate date, if you like, um, with a friend of mine um, who I work with. And we both have the Dishoom cookbook. So on the Saturday morning, we Zoomed each other and we chose what we were going to make. And then in, on the Sunday evening, we set up Zoom in our kitchens and we cooked our meals together. Um, and it was really fun. It was so much fun. It was really nice. It was almost like we were cooking together. Um, and uh, she gave it to her, to her partner. And then I shared it with my housemates. And it was just, it was really fun to do. And you end up with delicious food at the end. It was lovely. Yeah, I find a lot of people are doing kind of uh, these shared activities. And it, it tends to be less about the food or the video game or the, the board game. I mean, my brother does like Monopoly with his, his friends. It's just about the fact you're doing something at the same time as somebody else. And there's that kind of human interaction. That's actually a really good tip as well. But yeah, thank you for those tips. I think we should probably publish all of these recommendations as a, as a part two blog on the website because already I'm taking notes frantically, not for questioning, just for my own um, my own reference, really, because you know, I'm sure we've got a few more months of this. Um, thank you, Chloe. Yeah, Kat, you were going to add some ingredients i was actually going to say something very similar because uh it was my girlfriend's birthday a couple of weeks ago and what we did was similar to what chloe did where we both um 
because I'm we're we're away from each other at the moment, but we both got the ingredients to make this birthday cake, um, this lemon drizzle cake, and we made it together. Um, and it was just a really nice kind of moment where we could share that together, kind of like a date. Um, and so I was just going to say, yeah, I think that food is a really good way of sort of bringing people together and doing something with people, even though you're like far away from them. So, yeah. yeah, it's a lovely irony, isn't it? That, you know, it just it, with everything that's happening at the moment, people are spending more time with their friends than they probably did when we could physically meet with people, right? Um, but yeah, so that's a lovely, lovely sentiment. I like that. Um, so a lot of birthday related, but a lot of birthday cakes on this uh, podcast, which I didn't expect, which is good. Any birthday more? Any, the best. Yeah, it is the best. It's the best form of food, right? It's the best genre for sure. Um, any other food kind of tidbits that we want to throw out there for our listeners, or should we move on to another genre? I've got a few in my mind. Okay, right. So if, you, so if we go to what you said at the start, um, I feel that we should do plants. Uh, I don't want to turn this into kind of a gardener's review, gardener's world or anything, but I don't want to kind of not pay, pay any credence. Um, so I know, Izzy, you, put your, you, know, you got involved with the plants. Um, who else put their hands up for plants? I've got lots of notes here. Yeah. Like Jez, we love a bit of greenery. Okay, right. So it's, a, so it's a unanimous. Who wants to lead on plants? Do you think you'd ever get asked that in your career? I definitely can, but I don't want to hog it. So if anyone wants to go first, by all means. Well, Sarah had her uh, hand up. So Sarah, you get to lead this. You get to be a plant lead. That's what it's about. My dream. Um, So I um, I have been experimenting with um, aquaponics uh, as well as traditional gardening. So uh, uh, if you don't know what aquaponics is, I think it's worth looking up. It's really interesting. It's uh, a closed system where if you've got fish, um, the nitrates that the fish produce um, get turned into the food for the plants and then the plants filter the water which goes back into the fish tank. So it's a completely closed system. Um, so the two live in sort of symbiosis with each other. Um, so I've been, I've been like researching the hell out of that because I have a fish tank behind me over there. Um, but I've also got um, potatoes in the ground. I don't think they're going to grow. I've got garlic, which is growing. Um, and I've been propagating and germinating seeds for the last, um, I don't know, like two months. And m- mostly it's completely not worked, but it's been thoroughly enjoyable to watch things grow a bit and then die a bit. You're practically a farmer. I mean, it's like proper harvesting, right? I mean, I'm from New Zealand. It's kind of my way. I'm like, yeah. I'm, you know, things start to lock down and I think, where am I going to put my spuds? Like, yeah. Default, um, I like it. Yeah. How are you getting all your, your, um, your, your stuff, your gardening stuff from? Um, I tend to pick apart the vegetables that are in the house. So my flatmate at the moment finds there's a lot less ginger than he thought that he had bought. And for some reason, there are no, not enough onions and potatoes. Um, so you can, you can grow crops from crops. Um, but I also got some seeds on the internet, um, which may or may not be the reason that they haven't done very well. But um, I have a shared garden, which means that I can't actually go into the garden to grow things. So I've just got lots of pots and lots of little grow bags. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's, I don't know, for my mental health, it's, it helps me to stay really present. Yeah. Like if I find myself getting into a bit of a tiz, which happens more and more, um, like to physically put my hands in some soil and yeah. to like look at my garlic growing. Uh, yeah, it's really good for my brains. Yeah, it's real meditation of sorts, isn't it? Anyway, mm-hmm. gardening, that real, that real pursuit. Who else wants to add to that? Who can top that? I mean, aquaphonics, aquatonics, what was it? Aquaponics. Aquaponics. I mean, top aquaponics. Come on, come at me. Let's have a go. I mean, Izzy, you're growing stuff from seeds, right? You said earlier. 
that's that's really so, must be really rewarding um i'm growing stuff from seeds but actually most of the stuff that i've been growing has been like from vegetable scraps so like okay, wow there's um maybe i'll take a picture later and we can like attach to it somewhere but i've like we've grown quite a lot of like celery if you leave like just the tiny tiny bits in the middle and just put it in some water and then let them sprout like they'll grow wow. like have also grown uh like some basil some mint from like clippings from other stuff um this like this lemon this tiny beautiful baby lemon it's my it's my child now i love it but like that is from a seed and that was like i waited for probably like five weeks or something online i said it should like start growing within like about two and i was just this ready to get like to give up on it and then it started growing and i was like oh my god but life being able to grow things from like stuff that you already have lying around is crazy like celery lettuce like some pak choy that looks very alien at the minute some leeks that like grew like this tiny or like this big but like super thin but i think like very similar to what Sarah said, just having something to like check up on and, you know, like nourish and like help shape into something that is like actually living is being very rewarding. Yeah. Like every morning I'll go and like look at the windowsill and be like, how's the little lemon doing? Yeah, that's lovely though. Cause it's, um, you know, we're not just finding solace in on screen stuff. Cause typically when this kind of stuff goes on, people just put the TV on or, you know, and we're yeah. going to talk about gaming and, streaming shortly which still has its place obviously but it's so nice to start this conversation off talking about gardening even though we can't get into many gardens and uh, and, and cooking and, and be, you know creating in that way which i think is re really really nice um anybody else kind of getting green fingered that's not a euphemism for anything um chloe <laughs> Sorry. um so <clears throat> i don't actually have a garden unfortunately which has been really super hard i can see my neighbors uh, below me all the time outside uh, enjoying the garden. But I have been making plants um, out of paper and wire. Amazing. Uh, I'll show you it now. Oh my God, that's awesome. <laughs> for, so, the, for the audio podcast, what are you holding in your hand? Um, uh, I'm hold, it, they look like fig leaves um, made out of cardboard, uh, cut out cardboard um, with kind of gel pen veins drawn onto them um held by wire and floral tape um i just need to my final step is to actually put it into a plant pot um that's all i need to do but it's it's been like really therapeutic and really nice um i can't say that i have to really look after it much kind of looks after itself but the whole process of making it is is quite fun quite therapeutic that's awesome i love it yeah, so embracing getting get some fake plants going. Brilliant. Oh, I love it. It's such a great solution. Um, I'm going to move on from gardening now because we only have an hour. Um, and uh, I'm intrigued about, um, I mean, we should, we should name check Bobby's yoga instructor um, because, you know, we want to, yeah, we want some tips, right? Do you want to you, you share your yoga instructor with, uh, with the millions of YouTube subscribers, Bob? Uh, sure. Um, and like, to be honest, it's not just that. It's also like I do some of the, um, do some work as well. Uh, yeah, hit cardio <laughs> as well. And it's just like kind of specific people, I guess you kind of respond to like with anyone, you know, you kind of have a favorite and you kind of stick with them. And even though it's like an online thing, you kind of like, um, uh, yeah, tend to like connect with someone cause they're funny or make you laugh. And even though it's yeah. like pre-recorded session or something, uh, it makes you kind of 
even like check them out again if they have like uh, some other sessions that you can do uh, in, in terms of working out, especially when, you know, if you don't live, if you live, I live quite central in the city, like on Brick Lane, so I don't have like that many parks around me. And the big one that, that I used to go to running, uh, Victoria Park, is only was closed for quite a while until they opened it in very kind of strict conditions. So I find that kind of doing the most at home for me is the best uh, yeah. to kind of keep me moving because I usually tend to move a lot and this is kind of restricting me so yeah i think doing a workout which is not too intensive you know i'm not like a heavyweight kind of guy and yeah, go to the yeah. gym but doing something like that for me really helped me um because you kind of get your energy out from you um and yeah i think that kind of helps me the most to be honest especially at night yoga yeah. before bed okay. i find it's just so relaxing cool thanks Bobby. is anybody else doing any uh, classes or any other kind of exercise things or stuff? Um, mine is also the yoga, but um, I have a date with one of my work colleagues. So we get up and uh, 7.30, 8 o'clock, we text each other and we make sure we're on the same episode. And then she listens to it through my computer and we do yoga together just so that we're, one, it makes us actually do it and two, it's mm. for the company, which is kind of mm. a bit of camaraderie. Okay, excellent. Mm. So a bit like the, uh, the cook-along that um, Chloe mentioned, but in yoga form. That's cool. Excellent. Uh, any other kind of recommendations for any um, cool classes that you guys are doing that are keeping you active? Because, you know, I know every day is Boxing Day, but we can't sustain that for long. Jez? It might be for the wrong reasons, but Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> <laughs> really? My, yes. My other will be very happy to hear that. <laughs> he's got um, some... He, to be fair, he doesn't do enough of the classes, so he's got his personal instructors doing them. But he turns up on the website every so often, so and they're actually quite them. good. You do any exercise while you're watching it, Jess? Yes. <laughs> He's also done some meditation um, for kids, but I think a lot of people were saying how funny it was because for a children's meditation uh, podcast, it was very sexy. Okay, okay. Moving on, moving on. <laughs> I'm going to move on. What's keeping, as we, we are creative industry, right? We represent on this, on this call games, access, um, access VFX, VFX animation and games. What are we doing to stay creative? What are we doing apart from our day job? Bobby, 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 Sarah. <laughs> Bobby, come on, you had your hand oh, up. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, it's something I guess that I actually forgot to mention at the beginning. But yeah, I guess for me, I tend to, on the weekend usually, I tend to just always go out with my camera and just document what I see around London. And in the past, you know, I've been here three years and, it's, and you know, I still find really weird things that you can you know spot in the city and like different mm -hmm. kind of corners and i guess now presents an even more i guess interesting opportunity because who has ever seen london in this way like desolate and um so i've been trying to do kind of that kind of capturing um and using that as an outlet i guess yeah. and you know because now it, it op opens up a different opportunity to like photograph a city because usually there's street photography where you kind of always have like people in the shots and kind of doing weird or funny stuff or like someone being at the right time where the shadow falls really interestingly. But now it's kind of empty. So it presents an opportunity of how do you make an empty city, I guess, look interesting. So it's not um, too dull or drabby. And I guess architecture uh, takes a stronghold here because you have just the perfect landscape, clean streets, nothing obstruct obstructing a a nice building or waiting for the person to move or the car to go away so you can capture the perfect cityscape so yeah that's that's the kind of things that i'm finding um, enjoying for myself 
Yeah, it's almost a nice way to document what's happening as well, isn't it? So it's a creative yeah. pursuit, but it's also a bit hopefully of time we never get the opportunity. Yeah, hopefully we never get the opportunity to see this ever again like this. Um, yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Any, Sarah, you had your hand up about a creative thing. Yeah, um, I have been painting. Um, so uh, actually three quarters of the way through a, a portrait of Chloe. Um, <laughs> um, that I, I, I've been really uninspired most of the time. Like I find all of my energy has gone like just surviving day to day. So I kind of just went, I'm not going to force myself to do anything. I'm not going to make myself make anything or feel bad that I'm not, even though I've got all of the time. But um, when kind of when the inspiration strikes, I kind of try for something. So I've got, yeah, I've got a portrait, uh, painting on the go. And then I'm also making a paper mache tui, which is a New Zealand bird. Okay. Um, so yeah, just lots of like little sort of slightly creative projects, just sort of that I can pick up and do for a while. And then when I'm done with it, just put it down, like just trying to be yeah. as creative as I can, but with no pressure. It's a bit like the seedlings, isn't it? It's just something to check in with, you know, not that they, yeah. they don't grow without you do that. You've got to make stuff, but it's just something to kind of, Again, it's a bit meditative, isn't it? No difference for gardening. It's the real something to kind of get lost in. Um, I, uh, Grace, I don't want to leave you out. I know, Grace, um, you, might, you may have had your hand up um, and I might have missed you, so I didn't want to leave you out. You're at the centre of my grid here. So is there anything that you're up to? Any classes that you're doing that you want to throw in there? Um, uh, I will mention something that I don't think anybody said so far, um, but I'm, I'm quite a big bookworm. And I've been reading quite a lot while um, being in lockdown. It's kind of been a good opportunity for me to catch up on some of the reading that I've been wanting to do. Nice. Um, so I've got a massive pile of books over there. I'm just going to grab grab one off of this. Um, so I, I just finished Normal People because um, I wanted to watch the TV show, which is very raunchy. And then I'm going to read this. Oh. <laughs> there you go. That's good. I'm going to read this one next. It's a thicken. Wow. You can't tell. I love, I love really um, sort of uh, contemplative and um, emotional books, which might not be everybody's bag in this in this situation. Um, you know, it might be better to sort of seek out some books that are a bit more kind of uplifting. Um, and in that case, um, from from somebody who uh, you know has kind of felt felt sad, felt depressed at times. Um, the books that I usually turn to are, um, I would recommend things like Catelyn Moran, she's so funny. Her novels are really like, um, quite relatable, but also quite like um, intuitive to kind of, um, I don't know the situation that um, you're probably feeling day to day. Like it's, um, yeah, relatable, I guess is the right word. Yeah. And then also, um, I've got Get, Get Your Shit Together by Sarah Knight. Uh, she wrote um, The Life-Changing Magic of Giving a Fuck as well. Yeah. Not giving a fuck. Am I allowed to swear? Sorry. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, those self-help books as well. Might yeah. be a nice time to just pick up a self-help book and like have mm. a little think about yourself. I don't know. Depends, yeah, depends on your vibe at the moment. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a great opportunity. I mean, I'm actually doing a bit more reading now as well. And um, it, we had a very long list of uh, book recommendations on the QVFX support pack blog as well, didn't we? So I think there's a, a nice list of self-help stuff there. But actually, you know, getting stuck in some fiction as well. I mean, I'm reading um, this little beauty. Oh, God. Ah, there we go. Making Ideas Happen by 
Scott Belsky, who founded Behance, um, because I've been meaning to read it for ages. I buy, you know, you guys just buy books, and then it takes you about two years to pick it out. And I'm just working my way through the uh, my bookshelves now, and it's brilliant. Like I'm finally reading stuff, I'm expanding my my mind rather than just being reactive all the time. So, um, thanks for kicking that off, Grace. Because does anybody else have any good re book recos that aren't on the website? Izzy. Okay, I'm actually going to have to look for the name of the author real quick because okay. I keep forgetting it. But it's a very interesting book that I read. It's fiction, um, and it's called My Year of Rest and Relaxation. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's, read this. Yes, it's so funny. Yeah, it's <laughs> hilarious. It's like reading it at this time has been like kind of really surreal in a way, but it's pretty much about this girl who is not at a super great point in her life, but then she decides to sleep for a year so her problems go away. And it's like really like kind of biting and like good satire and it's just really funny. Um, but yeah, that, that's, been, that's been a good one. Haven't been able to read like as much as I wanted to really, but I'm trying to not judge myself too hard about it. <laughs> yeah. Even though, can I recommend sorry, probably. Yeah, I got, uh, this is for the, oh, I'm sorry, for all the, the geeks out there, if you know Isaac Asimov and his, oh, sorry, Foundation uh, series. So basically, this is all uh, the sci-fi films that we see. They are all kind of based on, on this series. I think it's written in the 60s. Um, so if you think like Star Wars or, or Star Trek, literally you read this. It's like a three-book series. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, there's a second foundation and the third one I gave to friends and I don't even remember who I gave it to. Um, How easy a read are they, Bobby? Uh, they're quite easy, but they have this kind of like big expanded universe where things happen millennia apart, basically. And it really is kind of like you read it and you're like, oh my gosh, Star Wars comes from here. Oh, um, but they're really great. Um, and yeah, they're a good read for sure. Good, good. We're getting through a lot on this. Um, does anybody, is anybody desperate to throw in another book recommendation before we move on to Chloe? I have to recommend Michelle Obama's Becoming because ah. she is an amazing woman. And also, they've literally just released a few days yes. ago a, uh, a documentary to go out with it on Netflix, also called Becoming, but she's incredible. She's so inspiring. The trailer just motivates you already. Just watching the trailer for that, it was so mm. great. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I, I started watching that last night with my wife, and um, yeah, I, I bought the book as a gift. She might be listening upstairs. But, um, but yeah, um, yeah, completely changed the game for me about, you know, because I don't really, you know, apart from what you see on the, uh, the big screen in the media, it was just a real eye opener. And we're only halfway through it because I'm at an age now where I fall asleep in front of the TV at a certain time. But um, I'll be finishing off this evening. Um, I know I don't know that old. Um, cool. Um, anybody else want to throw in a book record? Or should we move on? We've got about, my, my word, we've got about 25 minutes left and we've not even got into the TV screen or the computer screen, right? So before we get into film and TV, um, I, I think I can see in a, a, a glinting cat and Grace's eye about Animal Crossing. I feel like you need to get Animal Crossing out of your, uh, your system. <laughs> Does anybody want to talk about Animal Crossing? Shall I start or you, Grace? <laughs> yeah, you guys do get out. I'm going to be part two special with the pair of you. I've mentioned Animal Crossing in a few of these podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing to your personal brand? It's Grace? just so good, though. So I have never played Animal Crossing before. I didn't play any of the other games, and I decided to pick this one up because it just seemed like 
the kind of perfect time to try something like this. Um, and the first day I was kind of like, not sure if I was going to get into this. I was like, kind of like, what's the point? I don't get this. But then it was just the most, it's the most relaxing game I've ever played. Like it's so kind of like Zen, like every morning I spend just 20 minutes before work and I'll pick it up. And all I'm doing is just like, if nobody knows the concept of Animal Crossing, the whole concept is basically that you, um, the new game, New Horizons, you land on this tro like tropical island and you start off with a tent and then you eventually start to like make it into a house and you can build things on your island and then eventually villagers will come and live on your island. And it's all just about kind of like cultivating this community in the game um, and talking to your villagers and like making friendships and stuff. And the great thing that I've really enjoyed about it is that you can also play with your friends and you can invite your friends to your island and just walk around your island with them and look at what they've done with theirs and kind of get inspiration about how they've made things and stuff like that. Um, it's just the most peaceful game I've ever played. Um, I don't know about you, Grace, but I just kind of think I'm, I couldn't, I couldn't, I wouldn't be coping as well without, without that, I don't think, especially being able to kind of, keep in touch with my friends through the game. It's really nice. Um, so yeah. Yeah, it couldn't have come at a better time. It's um, it's actually one of my favorite parts of it uh, in lockdown is um, there's a whole other kind of way of communicating with my friends and that they can come over to my island or I can go over to theirs and we can like swap furniture, swap um, clothes. I feel like when you try and explain Animal Crossing to somebody who doesn't know it, you can sound kind of crazy. Like you're, you're saying, oh, I'm playing this game where I fish and buy furniture. <laughs> buy furniture, amazing. It's very fun. It's very, um, it's, it's, a, it's the kind of game that you play for a long time, a little bit every single day, because it's a, a real time kind of uh, time moves in the same way that real time works. Like when it's nighttime, it's nighttime. Uh, if you're um, not being able to sleep, if you go on your game, then all of your neighbors will be asleep and it will be really peaceful. Um, and you'll go on certain, like if you go on a Sunday morning, there'll be um, a little animal who likes to sell you turnips. And it's, there's certain things that you look out for, but it's, it's a lovely game. Um, and it's, yeah, it's come at a very um, particular time that, has been quite meditative and important for a lot of people. Thanks, Grace. Sarah? What do you play it on? Oh, Nintendo Switch. Wow. Yeah, it's very good. So if you don't tend to your crops, let's say we go back to work, you know, does the, do people like start going feral and robbing your, your farm, burning it down? Grizzly murders taking place. I mean, does it? Not really. No. I mean, chill? sometimes there'll be some weeds and stuff that kind of grow on your island if you okay. haven't been there for a couple of days. But so, mostly, like, there was a, maybe a week where I didn't play it, and then I came back, and all my villagers, when I spoke to them, who were just these like cute little animals, they were just like, <laughs> "Oh, where have you been? I haven't seen you for a while." And it was just kind of sweet that they like, obviously because nice. it, it works in real time they know that you've been away and then you come back and they're just like oh good to see you again <laughs> and it's just kind of sweet there's no haters in animal crossing i like that nothing <laughs> bad happens in animal crossing good apart from the wasps oh actually yeah you can get stung by um scorpions and tarantulas okay that's um, a detail you failed to uh to, to <laughs> your review yeah <laughs> i'll give you it my birth now Amazing, thank you. Any other gaming fixes or is it predominantly Animal Crossing? 
Um, me and my friends are playing Dungeons and Dragons on the internet. Amazing. So you can play, um, yes, yes, yes. you can play Dungeons and Dragons on Roll Twenty. Um, that's how we're all doing it. We're all kind of doing it together. So you just get one of your friends to be the dungeon master, and basically, there's a, a, a it's it's all very inclusive. So like, you can set your quest, and people can join, and you can chat, and like, there are virtual dice that you roll, and there are maps that you like go around on. We pl- we're actually playing tonight. We've uh, my game starts at seven thirty, so I'm very excited. Do you dress up as like a medieval kind of style character? Um, I am a dark elf named Zinmar. Um, uh, <laughs> I have uh, a crossbow and a rapier, um, and one of my players is the tallest uh, gnome in the world. Is very famous for being the tallest gnome, and then there's a really terrible um, bard. And we all go off on adventures together. Um, so in the real life, we're all in our pajamas or whatever it is that we wore that day. But uh, in the game, we're who we want to be. Not in D and um, So, but I would re- like if you ever wanted to have a go, I would recommend it because it's just you and your mates, so you can't really get it wrong. And it's super fun and it's very supportive. And I think it's free. So Roll Twenty is a free app. So that's wow. the recommendation. I have no segue to move on to the next subject after that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a toughie. That's a toughie. One thing I will mention um, is that anybody who listened to the, our last uh, QVFX audio um, podcast, where we launched the QVFX picture and we teased out that event, we did get into a conversation around uh, almost doing our own um, QVFX film review, like sister podcast, didn't we? Um, so I thought that's probably as, as best a segue I'll get to start talking about LGBTQI cinema recommendations. Because after all, this is a QVFX podcast um so anybody want to lead on any good queer films i've seen recently go on izzy i know you'd be first yeah. <laughs> sorry <laughs> but i'm really not um so i think also another very timely movie that came out fairly recently that i saw was portrait of a lady on fire okay um, and i can't recommend it enough um you can rent it, I think, on Amazon Prime or on BFI Player or on, I think, on Curzon as well. There's like plenty of ways to get it, but it's very, it's very tranquil in a way, and very like because the two main characters in it are kind of isolated for the entire duration of the movie. There's only one other character who's kind of with them on this like island. Um, in France somewhere in the 18th century and it's just it's it's like a very different perspective than you usually get like at least that I have seen fairly recently but it's also kind of kind of speaks to the time a little bit in a way because like it is a romance in the end but like the way it kind of forms is very much within like a little bit of space and a little bit of isolation so it's been, that's been a very good one that I've seen recently. Okay, has anybody else seen that one? Bobby? Agree? A good tranquil yeah, film for these times? Yeah, I think so. It's quite interesting because again, it's about an artist, a painter, um, and it's, it, she goes in a remote island or something. Um, so yeah, it's quite enjoyable, quite different. Uh, I would say slower pace, as Zizi was saying. Um, yeah, it was it was really exciting. But I think from the trailer, what I saw was quite different from what I got actually from the film. Um, okay. I definitely enjoyed it. Um, cool. So yeah, it was a good film to see. And yeah, 
<laughs> any other on-screen stuff? Any? I mean, it doesn't have to be recent releases. It can be historic releases. Bobby. Yeah. Can I? Yeah. Probably this one is a bit more lesser known. Um, I've been waiting for it forever. It's called um, "And Then We Danced." Um, I don't know if anyone has heard of it. Yeah. So basically, it's about um, a Georgian dancer uh, from the country Georgia. Uh, and I have a specific connection to that because my grandma is Georgian. So, you know, even though I've never been, I've, I've had a lot of influence uh, from my grandma in terms of food and the story she's told me. So um, it's about Georgian dancing, which is a very kind of strong male kind of dance, which represents the country incredibly strongly to them. It's a very, very, it represents them. Their dance just represents the whole spirit of the country. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is obviously about, you know, someone who, you know, is kind of discovering that he's not the standard, I guess, Georgian guy. You know, he is basically queer and is trying to kind of maneuver to being this dancer that he wants to become, like a really great dancer to be part of the national kind of dance company so he can travel the world and sort of even get out from an environment that he can't, um, you know, really cope with and doesn't really match with. And obviously he meets someone um, and it's a story about that. And yeah, and Georgian dance in, in general is incredible, like just to see. So to see actual dancers who can perform it is, is incredible. And there was a, another similar film that came out last year. Um, it's called, um, it was a Russian one, one sec. Uh, I think it's called Blackbird. I just can't remember right now, but again, it's about uh, one of the most famous uh, ballet dancers uh, during the 1950s or 60s. And uh, yeah, he was again, you know, queer and uh, he was... Oh, The White Crow, wasn't it, that one? Yes, The White Crow, sorry, yeah, there we go. And that was incredible, again, um, about, you know, kind of dance and art, not really mixing with the culture, uh, but someone still wanting to excel in, in that because he has a passion for it. So those films are quite, I think, strong. Um, and, and interesting, probably less on the radar for most people. And I guess international films, so it's good to see something that is not, I guess, English-based, right? So, yeah, gives okay, a so, different perspective. Thank you, Bobby. So Grace and then Izzy. This isn't a film, but um, if anybody wants to play a very filmic um, a video game at the moment. Um, there's a series called Life is Strange, which has um, queer elements, which is so good. Really? Uh, if you haven't played that, I would recommend So it's a quite a story-based game, and it um, the the way you play it dramatically affects how the story plays out. So your choices matter, um, and it's not. It's it doesn't have a lot of action. Uh, it's just following teenagers' lives, depending on which one you play. The characters are really strong, um, okay. and uh, Life is Strange 2, the sequel, um, there's the first one, the prequel, and then the sequel, um, just won a bunch of game BAFTAs, so it's a really great game. It's been one of my favorites for a long time. Amazing. Where can people find that? Uh, it's a console game, um, so I think you can get it on... I played it on play, PlayStation 4, um, and you could probably do it on PlayStation it is also on Steam, so you can play it on PC yeah. as well. Awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good. Well, great recommendation. Thank you, Grace. Izzy, you were going to add to Bobby's film themes. Oh, I was just going to say, kind of in support of the movies that Bobby was talking about, like especially in Then We Dance, it's just kind of refreshing to see a slightly different perspective into queer life that is not very, very Western. Like, I'm from Bulgaria, and Georgia is like, 
literally on the other side of the Black Sea from us. But, and I didn't necessarily know enough a lot about the country, but you know, the vibes are very similar. So it's kind of like, it's something that I haven't seen in queer media, like mm-hmm. ever so far. So it feels like a little bit like groundbreaking in a way. So would definitely recommend, just going to throw it in there. <laughs> Good it's on Amazon, I think, so you can rent yeah. it. And actually, its premiere in Georgia was, you know, met with extreme protests by um, the conservative society. Um, even going to the cinema, people, I guess that's not great news. But yeah, it was very controversial for the country and I guess groundbreaking. And it was still allowed to be shown mm. in cinemas, even though people didn't really yeah. want it. Uh, for the majority so it's, uh, well, controversial to some is groundbreaking and super creative to the right kind of people so yeah it's uh, never a bad thing is it um amazing any other filmic or even tv what are we watching what's 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 our current what we got on the go at the moment right okay that piece gonna go gonna go to sarah and jez um i thank you i may be really 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 late in the game with this one but if you want some wholesome beautiful gentle television highly recommend channel four um escape to the chateau um it is the best thing i've watched in a long time um it's about an english couple who moved to france and buy a chateau in the french countryside and it's six seasons about them doing it up and they are adorable they are a beautiful couple with nice kids and they have got lots of weddings and it's all really nice and it's the it's it's such easy watching. So if you just need like a mental and an emotional break and just to feel like you're being held by a television show, that's the one for you if you like DIY. I've seen the trailer for that. It looked so good. So there's there's Escape to the Chateau DIY and then Escape to the Chateau. Watch Escape to oh. the Chateau, not the other one first. Yeah, that one's the same not genres about now. Them. This is amazing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, but DIY sounds great. It, it is. It is great, but it's not the story of these this couple that goes. It's it's like lots of other people doing the same sort of thing. It's it's slightly less wholesome, in my opinion. All right, good one. Thank you, Sarah. Is it and is it, um Jez? You had your hand up. Hands up. Um, for me, it's been Zoe's extraordinary playlist, which is also on Channel Four. Um, I particularly like it because it's about software developers that sing and dance, which is the furthest from what my team that I look after do. <laughs> um, so basically, it's about Zoe who has um, an MRI. It goes wrong. Suddenly, she can hear everybody's inner thoughts, but through song. So there's like Whitney Houston, there's Bon Jovi. People just kind of suddenly break out into song and dance. Um, it's really therapeutic emotion-wise. Um, I end up laughing and crying in every episode. Um, lots of great things just about family relationships. There's also one of the key characters is a gender-fluid, sassy person of colour who is her neighbour and um, friend. So it's been really nice to see that. So if you guys, if anyone has seen Glee, um, Unique... <laughs> Put your hand up if you've seen Glee. Yeah. Um, Unique, who play um, was in that is in this in this TV show, and it's just so good. It's got um, the dad from the OC. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, nobody away. knows that guy's name. He's always the no. dad from the OC. I always thought it was Peter Gabriel, but I'm not sure that's got the big right. eyebrows. Yeah, yeah. Always known um, face though. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, it's got a guy from Pitch Perfect and then um, Lauren Graham from the, not the OC, from Gilmore Girls. So they just sort of randomly wow. break out into song and dance and it's amazing. Um, I think the last episode is about to come out on Channel 4, so go watch it. The songs stick in your head and it makes me want to learn dance moves as well. 
QBFX endorsed programming. I think, there. Um, Kat. Um, I'm probably gonna get a bad rap for this, but I'm the only, I think I'm maybe the only queer person who hadn't watched Steven Universe um, before this. <laughs> I know. Right. So I've been watching that in no, my Sarah, morning. Sarah, <laughs> you're okay, you're in good company. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's a, it's a cartoon show which is very, very queer um, and it's really, really sweet. Um, I think it ties in nicely to what Chloe was going to talk about, about routine, because I've sort of built my morning routine around watching cartoons. Like I'll kind of, you know, have a shower and have my breakfast and then sit down and watch like a couple of episodes before I start work. Um, and it's Excellent. a quite nice way to start my day. Well, that brings us neatly to what Chloe said at the start about routine. Um, I'm very aware that we're coming towards the end of our, our hour. Um, but does anybody want to share any routine tips? Anything they're doing that's keeping them sane? It's just the act of routine, um, Chloe. Um, I'm highly aware that it's very rare for um, people in our industry to be morning birds, which I am, so you might not want to listen to this bit. Or you could to apply it to the evening. But um, as routine is something that keeps me kind of sane when I feel like things are going hard, uh, becoming hard. Um, so my morning routine consists of a 6.30 wake up, um, straight out of bed, straight into the living room to do uh, 25 minutes of stretching through headspace move. Um, I don't look at my phone for that entire time. Just I get my first half an hour free of, of anything to do with my telephone. And then um, from there, I'll put my clothes on, um, choose a podcast and go for a quick 25 minute walk just to get some air. It's almost like I'm doing, I'm able to do my commute in the air. Um, then I'll come back and either I will exercise with my Zoom exercise buddies um, or I will just have an easy breakfast then followed by um, like 10 to 15 minutes of meditation. And then I start working. Amazing. What a great start to the day. Yeah. yeah Thank you, good. Chloe. Uh, Grace, did you have your hand up? I didn't, but I do oh, have. Well, it might there. be my hand because my view, I'm above you. So I might be me writing. So apologies. But unless you've got any great tips, I would like to say, I think it's, um, I think it's a really good thing to make sure you look forward to your breakfast. Just, um, I've been really enjoying making overnight oats the night before, but if you can't be bothered to do that. Just like treat yourself and get your favorite cereal and that kind of thing. I think it's a nice way to start off the day. Yeah. I mean, Chloe on that one, like dressing up, actually putting some trousers and ironing a shirt. I think is really important and yeah going for a little walk to make you like resets like you actually left the house and you're coming back to the office that's exactly what I do every morning and making a coffee just before I sit down on my desk it's like it just resets you because otherwise everything rotates yeah. especially if you're in your bedroom like I am yeah you have to like make some separation mentally at least if it's not physical yeah yeah I find that I miss the um listening to podcasts and things on my commute so trying to, you know, I, have, I haven't taken my own advice, but just going for a walk in the morning to work and just listening to the podcast I would normally listen to because I don't really get a chance to listen to podcasts. It feels weird listening to a podcast at home, you know, if I need to be on lunch, a train. Yeah, when I do lunch, I listen to podcasts. Yeah. So that's when I find time. I make lunch or dinner, I just kind of turn something on instead of playing music and I just listen to catching up on them. Excellent. 
Right, guys. Um, so we're coming up to the top of the hour. I wanted to kind of attempt something to finish, rather than just kind of abruptly finish with the usual shout-outs and kind of website recommendations. It's for each of you to quickly throw in one little hidden gem, little whether it be a podcast, a film, a TV show, anything out there, a game, an app, one little thing that you're doing that nobody else well, not nobody else, obviously, but so yeah, one little uh, tidbit, one little hidden gem that you think people would benefit from. There you go. That's a tough one, isn't it? Maybe I've just completely scuppered the end of this podcast. So I'm going to start with whoever looks the most confident on my screen. I think it's going to have to be Izzy. Izzy, you look very confident. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Well, I guess I already mentioned like a couple movies that I think were hidden gems. However, I'm ready with another. And actually, I think this one, <clears throat> excuse me, has been one of the things that was kind of randomly popped up that um, me and my partner decided to do, but building tiny houses out of cardboard. That is, that's my recommendation. Amazing. Because look at this tiny thing. That's beautiful. You just like, Especially if the weather's nice, and if you have the opportunity to go out, just go outside and like get some cardboard from your cereal boxes or like from other packaging and just like some scissors, a little bit of glue, and just make a tiny house because it's great. Izzy, thank you. Yeah, that's it. I mean, we could finish there, but I'm not going to cap. My hidden gem isn't really hidden for anyone else except me, but um. There's this little spot in my garden that gets sunlight at a very specific time of day. I think it's about maybe 5 p.m. Because um, it's quite overgrown. But at 5 p.m. I always look outside and if it's sunny, I'll try to just go and sit out there for like half an hour and just get a bit of vitamin D. Um, I think everybody has a spot like that. So I think that's really good advice. Thank you. Chloe. Uh, my hidden gem is actually on Netflix at the moment. Um, it's by this amazing woman called Brene Brown. Um, if you don't know her, then look her up. She, yeah. she um, did a TED talk uh, a while ago, which is basically one of the most viewed TED talks, I think, ever on the power of vulnerability. And she recently did a Netflix kind of like stand-up thing called The Call to Courage, which is amazing. I can't recommend it enough. Oh, I didn't realize she was on Netflix. I've been checking that out. Thank you. It's worthwhile doing it just for me today. Um, Grace. Um, I'm going to recommend a podcast that I've liked for a long time. Um, if you like kind of uh, old movies, if, you, if you're a little bit fascinated by old Hollywood like me, um, then I would recommend You Must Remember This, um, the podcast. I'm getting thumbs up from Izzy. Um, it's one of the most highly produced, impressive podcasts I've ever listened to, but also the lady who does it is very good at storytelling. It's really good escapism. Like if you're feeling um, stuck in four walls, you can just escape to what's Marilyn Monroe's story. It's yeah, it's, it's really good listening. I love it. Amazing. Thank you, Grace. Jez. 
I'm going to say knitting. <laughs> I've been knitting since probably the age of eight, so it's probably a, a bit of a nana sport is what I like to call it, uh, but very therapeutic. And it's something that you can kind of just do while you're watching TV or listen to something. Um, and it's very calming as well, because obviously it's very repetitive. And at the end of it, you get something. So I'm, I'm going to say halfway through, or maybe two thirds of the way through a cardigan. Um, obviously by the time I finish it, it will not be cardigan weather, but I'll be ready for um, next year. Exactly. Keeping keeping your husband in jumpers, maybe. Yeah. It was a reward for the focaccia. Yeah. Um, Bobby. Yeah, as I said earlier, I think it's always kind of photography is my outlet and seems like it always has been. So I just kind of enjoy that. And and now we all have like really crazy good phones and everything. You can get an app and you can control everything you want and you have like little toys at home or something. So everyone can kind of start playing around with and uh, you know, just photographing things that they see or composing scenes and all things like that. I think it's a great outlet. Yeah. And we as creative people, that's our job as well. A lot of the times, you know, kind of making things look good. So you can kind of test yourself and see what you can achieve. You don't need a fancy camera either, do you? You No, you really don't. Yeah, most of my stuff on my Instagram are from my phone. And people ask, and I'm like, yeah, it's just on my phone. And but it's just like because you have the intention, you know, just like taking your phone, snapping a photo, you actually intend to take it and to compose it. So it's just about the intention. Amazing. Thank you. And last but not least, Sarah, you've got plenty of time to come up with an absolute killer to finish on. So over to you. Um, my hidden gem is the. I don't really know if it's. It's a weird one. I find water really soothing. I find running water really soothing. I can't go to running water. So what I do is I turn off all the lights in my bathroom, light candles and sit under the shower and just give myself the space at the end of the day or the middle of the day or whenever I choose to have a shower just to just let myself be. So if I've had a really bad day, I'll cry. If I've had a great day, I'll, you know, think on it. But it's just, I give myself that space to be however I need to be, to do whatever I need to do and completely forgive myself for any, like, for any feelings that come up, for any, you know, thoughts that I have. And then it's kind of special because I've got candles and it's dark and it's kind of, I feel safe and a bit sort of enclosed. And then when I'm finished and I'm ready, you know, I get to leave that room. I get to leave that environment um and and for me that that kind of gives myself just just a little, a little bit of time to kind of acknowledge that things can be a bit hard uh and to self-soothe and then to be able to kind of leave it behind brilliant now i think you win tranquil with that one um sarah thank you very much um amazing well i think that brings us to the end of another access vfx podcast or the the qvfx takeover i think we might come, call it something a bit with more witty on the official channels but i want to say a big thank you to sarah bobby chloe grace jez izzy and kat um if anybody wants to find out more about what we're doing as qvfx you can join our facebook group you can follow us on instagram and twitter and facebook and are we anywhere else grace just trying to think on you know, the social angle i think they're the main social feeds that we're on yeah. underscore bfx um or find out what we're up to uh, we have lots of blogs on the access bfx website uh, we are going to pull together a qbfx support back part two blog i think um off the back of this because there's an absolute 
gold mine of stuff that we've got through. I mean, uh, we didn't really dissect podcasts, so maybe there's a follow-up episode that we use as an excuse, right? But I want to say a massive, massive thank you. Uh, please stay on the line after we finish the episode because I want to take the photo, so don't run off. Um, but uh, yeah, and if anybody wants to get a mentor as well, go to accessvfx forward slash mentor. And if you want to get somebody from the LGBT community, there is a drop-down box there too. So I don't think I've missed anything out, have I, guys? Just looking around. This is the hardcore of the QVFX team on this call. So I want to thank the QVFX team. Um, and thank you to anybody who took the time out to watch this or listen to this. Um, have a great evening. Have a great day, whatever time of day it is. And um, lots of love. And I'll see you soon. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. There we go. End of another Access VFX podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. To find out more about what we discussed, our mentoring program and events we're at, then head over to our website at www.accessvfx.org and follow us on social media. Big thank you for listening and until next time, bye.